operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. Comic Revolution Podcast. As always, by my side, the figment to my dream finder, Steven. I'm not even sure I get that right. <laughs> the uh, original journey into Imagination Ride at the Imagination Pavilion in Epcot when it first opened mm-hmm. in, what was that, in the early 80s, uh, they had a ride called Journey into Imagination. Mm-hmm. And it starred the Dream Finder. Who is this cool older character, like Victorian kind of steampunky character? Right. Who is all about you know otherworldly imagination and whatever, and tra- traveling through dreams and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And his sidekick and companion was Figment, a little purple dragon with orange wings. And Figment went on to become the official mascot of Epcot. He's immensely mm. popular. He's yeah. everywhere. You get Figment merch everywhere throughout Epcot. Super super popular. They redid the ride in the 90s when uh, Michael Eisner was screwing things up left and right <laughs> and uh, took the Dreamfinder out of it, cut the ride in half, and made it this horrible, horrible journey into your imagination ride with, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, from Monty Python, Eric Idle, mm-hmm. as the lead, <laughs> lead scientist. And Figment was also gone as well, and it sucked. It was terrible. I think there was like, you know, some basic you know reference to him but he was basically gone so yeah. to, it was a massively unpopular ride it bombed in the first year Stephen, <laughs> and they had to put figment back into it and but they still kept the basic ride format of the new version rather mm-hmm. than the dreamfinder version that was seriously it's twice as long and incredible the detail was phenomenal mm-hmm. the set works were gorgeous it was a beautiful dark ride yeah uh and so it's better because it's got figment but it still sucks and Marvel, as a matter of fact, oh, when they did, you remember, was it a year or two ago when Marvel did all those uh, uh, miniseries based on Disney World rides? Remember they did the Haunted Mansion comic book limited series? They did uh, Big Thunder Mountain limited series, and they did a a, a Dreamfinder mm-hmm. and Figment uh, miniseries as well. Right. I think, did they do any other ones? I, th- I know for sure they did those three. Um, they were actually pretty damn good, by the way. They mm-hmm. did a good job creating because all every ride at Disney World has a story, right? Like, like a legit, really rich story. Mm-hmm. And they did a good job turning them into comic books. Hmm. But it was kind of cool to see them doing a Dreamfinder one, kind of like admitting, "Yeah, we know we screwed up, and I don't know <laughs> what we can do to go back to it." But anyhow, uh, and I did, I did, Stephen. I, I, I am recovering from my Disney World hangover. We uh, haven't had a podcast because I was in Disney World for a week. And let me tell you what, Stephen. Interesting observation while I was in Disney World. Okay. One, the Guardians to the Galaxy ride mm-hmm. that they're building at Epcot is going to be epic. It is massive, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposedly the world's largest indoor roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And the cars, the roller coaster cars that you sit in, can spin 360 degrees around to point you in the direction of mm-hmm. the screen or set that they want you to look at. Yeah. Because evidently what their plan hmm. was, uh, the when they built, when they retrofitted Tower of Terror over in Disneyland into the uh, break uh, guard, uh, breakout starring yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, 
when they were filming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, mm-hmm. they had James Gunn write the script for that ride in Disneyland. Yeah. And then James Gunn filmed all the footage for it right after they finished filming Volume 2. Mm-hmm. So the plan was for him to do the exact same thing with this ride, where he's going to write the script, right, and he's going to film the uh, film the footage right after Volume Three. They'd film the footage for that ride. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. And more on that later. But <laughs> that ride is massive. That was pretty cool. Another takeaway, Marvel related takeaway. Try to keep it to superheroes here, uh, because obviously, if you want to talk about princesses, there's tons of stuff going on right now. They're yeah. gearing up for Frozen Two, Stephen. Like you wouldn't believe. I mean, they are gear- the machine is gearing up. That movie, I, I, I just have a feeling it's just going to destroy the box office. Frozen Two. Um, they yeah, had a lot of promotional material for Aladdin and Dumbo. Since I think those are the next two. Dumbo, well, Dumbo's Dumbo the- comes out in two weeks. Right. Uh, yeah. And um, Aladdin. I, I don't know. The buzz around Aladdin around Disney World was not that. That's an immensely popular movie. That's my favorite yeah. animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people love it. Yeah. But the buzz around the parks, around Disney World, yeah, you know, talking to people, not really that huge. Yeah. Based on the trailer we've seen so far. Sure. Dumbo, though, wow. A lot of people really pumped about that. And I saw the latest hmm. trailer, Steve, and it just ripped my heart out. I'm like, I'm yeah. like, I'm going to start bawling like a little kid. I think that's going to be such a touching movie. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um the other interesting takeaway was Captain Marvel. Now, mm-hmm. I was in Disney World when Captain Marvel hit a theater. Right. So, and in Disney Springs, they have a big theater there. And they're always, you know, of course, heavily promoting whatever the current big Disney movie is, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's Captain Marvel stuff was everywhere. What's neat is, or I don't know, neat, but interesting to note, <laughs> you go to all the stores. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, of course, they have a lot of princess wear, right? Sure. And they even have princess-looking stuff for, obviously, adult women. Right. Right. Not just kids, but adult women. Mm-hmm. They had Captain Marvel clothing. And I don't mean a shirt sure. with Captain Marvel on. I mean, like, her costume. Hmm. But kind of turned into an outfit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like, like, a, 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 like, a, like a jacket so and pants, wear, but it looks yeah. like her outfit. Huh. For women. For, for kids, too, sure. but for women as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they had a lot of it, Stephen. Now, I, you know they had that for sale way before I got there with the debut of the movie. Sure. Of course they did, right? Yeah. They probably had that start. They're probably selling that, like, about, I don't know, a month before the movie probably came out, as my guess. Yeah. Uh, based on the lead time that they had toys and stuff out in stores, you know, everywhere mm-hmm. else. Uh, what was so interesting, they had a lot of it. And it was very prominent. I mean, they were, they were pushing that movie, like they yeah. do all the movies. But what's interesting is, and when you're at Disney World, normally whatever is the hot selling item, you see everybody wearing. Yeah. Okay. I saw nobody there mm-hmm. wearing the Captain Marvel stuff. Hmm. Not a single adult woman. I saw a few girls, and I mean, when I mean a few, I mean a few. <laughs> Almost, I would say 98% of the girls there mm-hmm. are one of the princesses. Yeah. Well, period. End of story. Okay. They go to the Bippy Boppy Boutique and they become a princess. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but. Did you, wait, 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 wait. Wait. Yes. They call it the Bippity Boppity Boutique. Yeah, it's from Cinderella. Oh, I get the reference. 
I'm just, I'm just clarifying the pun. Yes, yes. The Bippity Boppity Boutique. There are, they have one at Disney Springs and one wow. at Cinderella's Castle in the Magic Kingdom. So mm-hmm. they have two locations you can go to. They're mm-hmm. going to be opening up a third one mm-hmm. in. I want to. Say it's the Grand Floridian Resort because it's so popular. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. opening up a third one. Yeah. But yes, that's the name of it. Um, so I'd say easily 98% of all the girls there under 18 are a princess. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the adult women mm-hmm. who uh, you can't wear a costume, adults can't wear costumes at, at the Disney World Parks. But you, what you can do is you can go Disney bounding, and that's like you wear regular clothes done up to make you look like one of the characters. You know what I mean? So. Most of the adult women are dressed up like one of the Disney princesses do. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. They're very popular. Seriously, Steve, I saw maybe two girls, little girls, in the Captain Marvel outfits. And I think I saw, like, one adult woman wearing a, the Captain Marvel jacket. The, they were nice clothes. They looked good. The jacket actually was fantastic. It yeah. looked like it was leather. I mean, I didn't go touch it, but it looked like it was leather. Um, and it looked really nice. I mean, it was really well done. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yet... Nothing there, and uh, I saw more women in Wonder Woman stuff at Disney World <laughs> than I did in Captain Marvel gear. <laughs> My wife being one of them, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it was just interesting to note that uh, the interesting to note what they're pushing and what the public is going is getting excited about, at least at the park at Disney yeah. World itself, and that's honestly where you're going to see the biggest Disney geeks. Sure, you know what I mean. Uh, it's just interesting to note. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If I was there, I'd figure I'd be wearing something from one of their animated movies, not a Marvel movie myself. But that's just me, personally. Right, right. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm more like you. I like to wear uh, Disney animated or Disney park specific stuff, like a Space Mountain shirt mm-hmm. or, you know, an Epcot sure. shirt or something like that, Haunted Mansion shirt or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people who wear Marvel stuff there. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people. Were, I'd say, uh, yeah, it's a surprising number. Surprising number. It's mostly men. I'd say, like, out of all the people you see at Disney World wearing Marvel stuff, it's like 95% guys. Well, that's why they bought the property. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, true. Fair enough. Fair, fair point. I, so, would, I would wear Pocahontas stuff, personally. Pocahontas? You, there's a, you know it's the princess? No. <laughs> the princess that you see the least <laughs> in the parks is, is Pocahontas. Yeah. The rule of thumb is if you don't make money... Mm-hmm. Bob Chapek, who's currently running Disney World, he's not going to put you in the park. You're not going to get a presence in the park, mm-hmm. period. End of story. You don't get to appear. So Pocahontas, poor Pocahontas, yeah. she is nowhere to be found. No merch for her. No, I mean, nothing. I think the only time you see her is that big, great nighttime spectacular mm-hmm. uh, fireworks and di- cool digital projection on the castle, on Cinderella's castle. It looks right. amazing. And I think, and it's like a compilation of different scenes from all the movies, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you see Pocahontas for like, Ten seconds doing the little sweeping arm gesture. She's on like in the top of the cliff, you know, and there are flowers behind her or whatever. And that's it. You're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Pocahontas. She gets no love. No. Well, I, I mean, the stuff they do with the princesses I've read is a little weird. Like they're all that. Like they're not allowed to acknowledge each other. No. And all that's like it's. It's very strange. It's, it's very. It's very. Str- I mean, especially in today's like crossover culture, mm-hmm. like, they're right there. Like mm-hmm. you know. That would make some little girl's dream come true, right? right? <laughs> I have but a feeling it's going to happen at some point. It's has, got to. Yeah, I think with the Di- with the Disney Plus stuff, the mean, I, I mean, the, it seems like they're not going to have a shortage of content, but they could still do something like that. They could that. beef it up with that, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Stephen, 
let's get into the news, shall we? All right. Uh, before we tackle the news, as always, you can check us out at comicbookrevolution.com for all the news, reviews, whatnot. And I believe that Kevin has posted a couple articles just yesterday and today. He yep. looked at the June solicitations uh, for the upcoming comics in June, and he also posted a review for Magnificent Miss Marvel, number one. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can check me out on Twitter at Rock2K's Revolution. And you can find me um, posting unpopular opinions <laughs> on uh, President Glover. There you go. All right, my friend. A couple of things caught my eye. Let's mm-hmm. tackle some streaming news, shall we? There okay. are some. Oh, as always, everybody likes to make a TV show based on a comic book, right? Sure. So <laughs> it was announced that Netflix is developing a TV show about 2080s Button Man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huh. It is being helmed by director Brian Helgeland from Legend: A Knight's Tale. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Yep. And so I'm not too sure. It. It. I've I've read some of Buttman before. He's a soldier turned assassin, and his name is Harry Exton. That's that's the basics. Yeah. Um, and he's been around. They've had four story arcs in 2000 AD. So I'm curious to see what Netflix does with this. I think it's a pretty cool concept. Yeah. It should be a really fun action adventure espionage, you know, type of series, kind of like a Jason Bourne sure style series. I'm in for that. I'm fine with that. I'll I'll, def- I'll definitely give it a try. Yeah. Um, I mean, Netflix has, has not burned me. Uh, they've done a good job with a lot of these series, so I'm all in. Uh, Netflix had a whole bunch of news, Stephen, in addition to this, <laughs> uh, all about the animated series. I'm telling you, Netflix is really doing a good job doubling yeah. down, not just on animated series, but on anime as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've really made up, they've really focused on trying to beef up their selection of anime. Yeah. It's pretty impressive, actually. Mm-hmm. They've announced that they're going to do an anime series based on Greek mythology. Oh, yeah, I saw that. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I, me too. <laughs> it's, it's almost like, you know, like the old uh, 80s movie Clash of the Titans. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, I don't know. I think I think it's fantastic. I mean, the Greek, Greek <laughs> mythology is, I think, just perfect for an anime. Yeah, I think so, too. Right? Honestly. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, uh, the guys that are um, doing this series, their name is uh, Vlas and Charlie Parlapanides, mm-hmm. and they have worked on other things. Uh, they they work with Powerhouse Animation, mm-hmm. who has also done the Castlevania series. I don't know if you've seen that on Netflix. Castlevania oh, series, it's good. It's yeah. it's good. I like it. They've also worked on uh, Immortals and Death Note. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the huh. voice cast will include Jason O'Mara from DC Animated Universe's Batman, mm-hmm. uh, Iron Fist, Jessica Henwick, uh, Mamie Gummer from True Detective and Robot Chicken, <laughs> and Chris Diamantopoulos from Batman Unlimited. Hmm. There you go. Interesting. Pretty cool, huh? I'm yeah, all for that. So. I'm all for that. They also announced an anime based on Super Crooks from Mark Miller. Oh, okay. Yep. They're doing the anime for that. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they're taking a non-Japanese property 
and yeah, make it making an anime, anime version of it. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's going to be produced by Bones, which is the studio uh, behind My Hero Academia, which I love, and Full Metal Alchemist, which I also mm-hmm. love. Yes. So to me, that's a pretty good resume right there. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely interested in it, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. So, yeah, pretty neat, huh? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I agree. It, it, look, Netflix, that's pretty cool. Netflix is is doing a good job since since acquiring the rights to uh, Miller World. Mm-hmm. They really, I think they're doing a good job with with making shows. Um, this this super crooks people don't know. It's kind of like a heist. It's like a superhero heist story, right. basically. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to do great as as anime. The other anime series they announced is Spriggan, and that's based on a. Uh, I I'm familiar with this. It's uh, based on a late '80s, early '90s manga. That was released by Viz Media over here under the title Striker. And an anime film was made back in 98. I remember this. It's being produced by David Production, which has animated the recent JoJo, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure projects, which are also fantastic. <laughs> That's a really good series as well. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. And, and Spriggan is more of a, is, is like a, uh, you know, just a good, um, you know, military uh, action adventure. Right. Style story, style okay. story. Hmm. So, I'm just excited to see Netflix do announcing more and more anime. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. And in addition to this, Stephen, they also announced another cartoon they're going to do, another animated series, not anime, but animated. They're doing a ton of uh, original animated <laughs> series too. This one is a fantasy series. It's going to be on the lighter side of things. I know. I don't know if you've watched. Um, what is it? Troll Hunters. I've seen a couple episodes, yes. Okay, so it's not going to be as dark as Troll Hunters. Okay, <laughs> it's going to be more along the Captain Underpants side of lightness versus the darker, more serious Troll Hunters sure, series. Sure. Okay, <laughs> uh, which is super popular. Yeah, no doubt. But it's going to be closer toward toward Captain Underpants. It's gonna. It's called the Last Kids on Earth, mm-hmm. and it stars. Uh, Jack Sullivan, a 13-year-old foster child who leads his middle school friends in a war against monsters following the zombie apocalypse. Oh. And it's going to be <laughs> tons of humor yeah. as well as crazy gadgets that kids come up with to fight a ton of giant monsters and zombies. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Nice. The cast, Stephen, the cast includes Nick Wolfhard will be the lead character. Yeah. Okay. That's Wolfhard's brother, yeah. Yeah, so nice. that's that, that's... Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But listen to the cast you've got. They have announced that Catherine O'Hara oh. is going to be on it. Keith David. <gasps> right? That's, yes. You can stop right there. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll, go re- I'll go make sure my subscription's paid for. <laughs> right? Uh, Rosier- Rosario Dawson. Right? Yes. I love me some Rosario Dawson. Yes, me too. And Mark Hamill. Can't, you can't do a good animated series without Mark Hamill. What do you think of this, Stephen? What do you think? Oh, 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 and one more. One more. Bruce Campbell. <gasps> <laughs> when is this coming out? It's, it if it's gonna, not out right now, it's it, not soon enough. Later so. in 2019. Ah, okay. I yeah. guess I can wait. Yeah. Bruce mm-hmm. Campbell. Yeah. 
are, are you excited for the series or what? I'm very I mean, excited. That cast alone, how could you not be excited? It's a cool concept. The story, the, the, the whole concept for the show sounds neat. Yeah. But this cast just sounds Incredible. just sounds awesome, doesn't yes. it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'm I'm all over this. Nice. Yep. And <laughs> also in animated news, Warner Brothers mm-hmm. or Warner Media. Sure. <laughs> done a little reorganization, Steven. Yes, they have. They've done a little reorganization. They are trying to increase closer collaboration between two of their animation assets, Adult Swim mm-hmm. and Crunchyroll. Ah, Both do anime. Uh, yeah. Right? right? Pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. And so now they're trying to put the two together to create a little cross-pollination, sure. take advantage of, of both assets. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think does. this is a very wise idea. Um, mm-hmm. I I I definitely like this. I like both properties. Mm-hmm. So evidently, uh, uh, they are rolling Adult Swim, Toonami, Crunchyroll all into one portfolio that will be overseen by directly by Kevin Sujihara. Thank you. <laughs> well, for the two weeks that he's got left in his job, uh, yeah. something else comes out. But, I know, you know, I know. So it'll be overseen by the head of Warner Media. Yeah, right. I'll say that. <laughs> right, exactly. But I, I, I like the idea of increasing collaboration. Yeah. Definitely and to good be, idea. And to be overseen directly by the head, that yes. means that they're putting a lot of money into it, that they really care. Absolutely. So yeah. that's good news right there. Oh, yeah. Also in streaming news, DC has unveiled... Mm-hmm. Who will play the role of Deathstroke, mm-hmm. the Terminator? Yeah. I know they don't use his full name that much anymore, <laughs> but I do, because yeah. it's a great name. It is. Uh, for season two of Titans, mm-hmm. it is going to be, spoiler alert, I, I like this casting. Oh, he okay. looks good. He's, he's going to make a good-looking mm-hmm. Deathstroke. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. He's best known for his roles as Lieutenant Tony Rodriguez in NYPD Blue and... Camino Del Rio in Ozark. Hmm. Isai Morales. Yeah. He looks the part, Steven. Yeah. He's salt and pepper. <laughs> he no, yeah, he's got like a salt and pepper hair. He looks, he looks like Slade. Mm-hmm. You put a go you put a white goatee on him. Yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll look the part. He will look the part. I like this. Mm-hmm. I like. I like this. I like this one. This is a good one. Okay. Uh, I, I, right. I, this is a hard character to cast. Yes, it is. But they definitely, they definitely, they pull this one off. Okay. Huh. This, this, this I dig. Well, that's always good news. Uh, indeed. Indeed. So, hmm. there you go. I was, I was happy for that. Um, <laughs> from Disney, Steven, the upcoming Disney Plus series, uh, yes. streaming service, mm-hmm. they had... A few interesting little tidbits come out. One, really two things, but one was just, to me, really blew me away. At the shareholders meeting that happened mm-hmm. oh, uh, a little while ago, they've announced, now you know Disney has always had the vault, the quote-unquote vault, and they would release an animated movie on VHS or DVD, and it would be for a limited time, mm-hmm. right? You had to go buy it, you want Dumbo. You gotta go buy it. They're gonna release it for you know whatever three months, mm-hmm. and then in, after that three month period, it goes back into the vault, and you don't know when they're gonna ever release it again. It could be in three years, could be in five years, could be in ten years. They never said it never followed any set pattern either. It's just kind of like whenever they got around to doing it again after they went through the other series, right? Right. 
I mean, she, I, I know our house, we had all of these, you know, oh my God, Little Mermaid's out. You got to go get it because it's never going to come out again. And you run out and get it, right? And yeah. so Pinocchio's coming out. Holy crap. It's been 10 years since they released that. Get it before it goes back in the vault, which was a good strategy because it got people to go out and buy the stuff, right? So they've announced with Disney Plus, the vault is being blown open. Mm-hmm. Everything that is in Disney's vault will be available mm-hmm. on Disney+. Plus. That is huge. That is big news. That is something they've never done before. Mm-hmm. That is... I, I, mean, I guess I shouldn't say I'm surprised, but I am surprised, because I hmm. wasn't too sure, even with the streaming service, how... You know, if, if Disney was just dipping their toe in it, I mean, how you know how far in they wanted to go, but to blow the vault open and have everything on there, and Stephen, if they literally put everything from, you know, Snow White mm-hmm. on, okay, that is between animated and live action movies. I mean, holy cow, <laughs> that's a truck ton of content. Yes, it is. That is insane. Mm-hmm. And for old school Disney fans, you know, people like, you know, Swiss Family Robinson and, you know, Bedknobs and, what's Bedknobs and Broomsticks? Yeah. That, all the old stuff, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, Adventures of Davy Crockett. I mean, they got a lot of old school content. I don't know mm-hmm. if they will, I don't know if they'll sever their relationship with, uh, was it, um, Turner movie, uh, the, Turner the Classic movie. Turner Classic movie, TCM. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they will, because they have right now a deal with them where they let them play all their yeah. old, old, old stuff. Right. I don't know if they'll put all, throw that on. I mean, I don't know if they think, feel like, yeah, we have to have, you know, Swiss Family Robinson on <laughs> the Disney Plus service or not. I don't know how many people are going to view it. Um, I, I think when they say the vault will be completely open, that a selection of the most popular movies, right. I mean, which there's still a lot of those, yeah. for sure, but I don't think they're going to put Race to Witch Mountain <laughs> on there <laughs> or. They're definitely not going to put Song of the South on there. You're going to ask them, and they're going to be like, what? Who? That's not going to happen. We don't know who that is. No, no, no. That's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to I can still see, like, Treasure Planet or Atlantis making it. Maybe. Right. Yeah, I can see yeah. it, too. Even though they're not as popular or as good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can definitely know, see that. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I can't say I was personally surprised. I was like, well, I thought they were just going to do that anyway. Right. It's, you know they gotta they gotta make a big selling point for the streaming service, right? So, you know, and that's a lot of content to throw up there. Yeah, it is. Uh, mm. They they also announced even that they're gonna have a new animated TV series for Disney Plus based on Marvel Comics's What If series. Oh, it was animated. Yes, it I is it was animated. Animation. Interesting. It is animated. Hmm. And the deal is uh, this, which is interesting now, mm-hmm. and this is where we're blurring the line between. We, there was always been a distinct line. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, but I've always thought there was a distinct line between the MCU mm-hmm. under Feige and Marvel TV, <laughs> right? Well, there there was there was <laughs> there was a there was a bright line distinction between the two. Yeah. It continues to get blurred. I think it's going to continue to get blurred as we as Disney pivots from mm-hmm. regular TV to yeah. streaming. Okay, because this new animated What If series will be overseen uh, directly by Kevin Feige. By Kevin Feige. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, what is that on the page? Is it Jeff Loeb's tears as he (laughs) as he begs for his job? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that that makes sense given how things have gone. Once the Netflix stuff fell through, and um, 
I mean, they only have what Agents of Shield and the scattered shows throughout the different platforms. Yeah, I think, and I think they're going to be folded in at some point. And I think um, poor Jeff is going to have to find another job. Mm-hmm. I, I so think you're right. We, we will see. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you're right. It's interesting that since it's animated, the um, the rumor has it mm-hmm. that that will enable. Marvel Studios to employ their big name mm-hmm. Marvel Cinema Universe actors like right. like uh, you know Robert Downey Jr. or Hemsworth or the like mm-hmm. to provide voices for this <laughs> series because obviously the time commitment the time sure. commitment to, to do some voice acting is super minimal compared to having to be there to film obviously right, right. so these big name actors can easily fit that into their schedule that's not oh. a big deal yeah they could record it they could record it over the phone if they wanted <laughs> right exactly. so uh, I, I think this is see, I think this is fantastic Stephen I love the Marvel Comics what if series first of all and this TV show is going to be the same way it's going to be an anthology series mm-hmm. anthology series of the series of standalone episodes just like the comic book yeah where every Issue as a standalone. I think it's fantastic. What if is a great comic book series? It's 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 been around forever. I love it. I've always loved it. I think an animated series based on it's a great idea. I this is again this is where, given the size of Disney, mm-hmm. given that they have so many, you've got Disney, Disney animated studios itself and Pixar and they're the animated studio. What's the one they bought when they bought Fox? Is it Blue Sky? No, it's Blue Sky Studios. It is Blue Sky yep. Studios. And so. Uh, you've got a lot of resources mm-hmm. to go to. I mean, there's three yeah. different animated studios right there. <laughs> so I think you could. I'm telling you, the Disney Plus. This uh, you're going to see more of this. And if there is a company best suited to crank out original content, mm-hmm. they're ready for it. And I like this is an interesting, neat idea. And th- you can le- they have so many great properties. You can do all sorts of neat stuff like this. And I think this is a this is a cool idea, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm interested to see what else they're going to come up with, because yeah. the more the more they're com- more of these original shows are coming up with, the more interested I am in the service because a lot of them are sounding really neat. I mean, The Mandalorian, wow, yeah, that sounded amazing. A what if animated series sounds <laughs> super freaking cool. You know, I love Loki. A Loki TV show, mm-hmm. wow, yes please. I mean, it's more and more the coming. I love Winter Soldier. Love, love, love him. Mm-hmm. A TV show I want him? Yes, please. You keep coming up with these ideas. You know, I already want, I already like your classic stuff. Mm-hmm. But you, but you got to come up with some new original content for the streaming service. And they just keep coming up with good ideas. I got to say, I'm, I'm getting more and more excited about what they have in store. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to hear more announcements before the service actually rolls out. They're not done yet, I wouldn't think. Though they've, they've announced a lot of original creative shows already. Mm-hmm. But I think they got to have some more. you got to. Yeah. Because the service is not coming out until near the end of the year. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah. So plenty of more surprises can come our way. Yeah. Um, like that Pocahontas-Mulan crossover we all been waiting for, right? I mean, they could they they that could would, do that. That would break a bank, you know. They that. could do that, and they're all up for it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's pivot here, Stephen. Turn to a few headlines from the world of movies. Mm-hmm. A couple of things that caught my eye. Sure. One, Anne Hathaway Sesame Street movie has a release date. Really? Yes, it's going to come out in 2021. Oh, January a... 15, 
2021. That's a while away. It is a while away. Hmm. Yep. It's being produced by Sean Levy, who's Knight of the Museum. And I don't know. Uh, I guess, yeah. Evidently, it says that Sean Levy's been working on bringing Sesame Street to the big screen since 2012. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, I hate Sesame Street. Ah. I'm not going to lie to you. I really hate it. I hated it as a kid. I did. I might have been the only kid who hated it, but I hated it as a kid. Yeah. And um, I hated it when my two boys watched it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to go see the movie. But I know that Sesame Street is a beloved property. I recognize that. Sure. Unreservedly. Mm-hmm. And I do think if they... Yeah, Sesame Street's a bit like the Muppets franchise, though. It's you got It's it's a tricky franchise to handle. It's easy to screw up. Mm-hmm. If you do it right, though, it it could be great. Yeah, and Sesame Street could certainly be a big hit for. I believe this is for Warner Brothers. Um, well, they're working with MGM, Warner Brothers and MGM. Yeah. This could be a nice money maker from it. There's no reason why if you do it right, this won't make a lot of money. There are a lot of parents not like me. Who have fond memories of Sesame Street? <laughs> a lot of kids, not like me as a kid, yeah. who who love it. You do it right, it could be it could be a good hit. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say I always preferred the Muppet Show. Me but, too. Oh, yeah. absolutely, hands down, Muppet Show is vastly superior. Yeah, vastly but, superior. You know, they're not getting a movie, so <laughs> I know, I know, sucks. Yeah. Anyhow, but they are getting a TV show on they Disney are Plus. TV, that's right. So, <laughs> yet another reason why I'm excited. Uh, also announced. Transformers. Mm-hmm. A little bit of news from the world of Transformers. We're going to get two movies coming up. Okay. Yeah. No, so nervous, they, okay. they, well, they've announced that there's going to be this, obviously, a sequel to the Bumblebee movie. Sure. Okay. So Lorenzo Di Bonaventura, one of the producers, mm-hmm. says we're going to get a sequel to Bumblebee, and it's going to be a team up with Optimus Prime, yet no duh. I mean, you ended <laughs> Bumblebee with Optimus Prime rolling down the highway in his truck form. Yeah. I kind of put two and two together, but. I guess they wanted to make sure that even the densest people figured it out. <laughs> uh, but this is good because the Bumblebee movie was hands down the best Transformers movie. Yeah. By far. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about a sequel to that. What I'm not excited about, Stephen, and I'm not too sure why we're doing this considering that they've effectively had, they, they, they effectively rebooted the Transformers universe with Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. It was the perfect time to cleanse the palate from the Michael Bay Transformers series, right? right? Wasn't this the perfect time to cleanse the palate from that? And well, a move forward. The perfect time was three, well, four movies yes, ago. True. But yeah. but now that we're here. Five movies ago. It, it, it was ready, right? <laughs> it, it, we were ripe. The movie got good yeah, reviews. The time. It, the time was now. Yeah. Well, D. Bonaventura also announced that Transformers The Last Night's getting a sequel. Why, Steven? Can you please tell me why? Now, it's, no release date was given. Sure. It's, it's unclear if Michael Bay will be involved in it. Please, God, no. Ugh. It's unclear if any of the actors from last night will return for the sequel. Oh, so God, it, it, it's, it's 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 it, it, no specifics, but mm-hmm. why, Stephen? Why? Why wouldn't you just make the sequel to Bumblebee and just go forward with that as your new Transformers timeline? Because it obviously didn't make enough money. Transformers Four made a billion dollars. Why didn't Bumblebee make a billion dollars? <sighs> we need to go back to our garbage because that makes more money. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I mean, well, I don't you're think, right. You're I mean, right. I mean, obviously, that's the, that's well, the reason. Well, they haven't made the connection that the reason people, as many, I mean, Bumblebee made good money. It did. But it didn't make after, last night money. No. Well, actually, the last night was a huge drop off from, um, um, they were they were maybe 
500 million close to 600 that was really was it that low yeah it was a huge mm. it was it wasn't a bomb but right. compared to a billion dollars that's a huge drop off yeah it is they haven't they i guess they now there is a chance that they could be testing the waters to see if people are excited about it correct which i think is just a stupid idea anyway it's a lack of understanding of why bumblebee had such a hard time at first is yes. because people were tired of these movies they hated yep. they hated Michael Bay's movies. I'm yep. sorry, they just they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. China liked the movies. That's why they made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no, I don't. They really need to uh, take a look at um, um, things that make sense and say, no, we're just gonna go back to Bumblebee and do something like that. Right. You know, right? It's, I mean, there's so much they could do with the reboot, like just to bring these characters back and mm-hmm. make it exciting and fun again, and not mm-hmm. like stupid Michael Bay fun in quotes, but like you know, right? Uh, please don't, please don't do that. I, I, I know it's it's not it's it's yeah it's terrible terrible Paramount, news. Wasn't thrilled about that. I know you're desperate, but please don't be that desperate. Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah, right. Um, also announced, interestingly enough, Stephen mm-hmm. Sony now that they've finally had. You know, they, they, their their live action movie did well because Marvel Studios, you know, basically saved their bacon and said, "Sit down, Sony. Let me show you how to do a, a live action Marvel movie." It's the best way to make a movie is have somebody else do it for you. Amen <laughs> to that, right? I mean, if you can get away with it, why not, right? I mean, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then, to Sony's credit, though, yeah. they did a fantastic job with the the animated Into the Spider Verse, Spider Man mm-hmm. Into the Spider Verse yep. movie, and that was on their own. Yeah. So. And I mean, Venom was bad, but it made money. And made Venom was terrible, money. but it made money. So God bless. I mean, what are you gonna money, do? Yeah. It made great money. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know how, Stephen, but it did. Either, but... but it did. So now Sony's feeling it. They're like that, mm-hmm. you know, sixteen-year-old boy who, you know, can grow a few, few, uh, <laughs> a few hairs under his under his nose and above his lip, and now he's feeling himself. Right? Yeah. He, he's got his uh, 1986 Camaro IROC Z in the driveway, and he's feeling like he's the man. Yeah, that's how Sony's feeling it. Sure. So they've announced, Stephen. Oh my God! They've <laughs> announced that they have just. They have seven years of Spider-Man content planned for not just the movies, but for TV series as well, based around 900 some odd Spider-Man owns that they own the Spider-Man characters that they own the rights to. That's what they say. Wow. Yes, they're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, oh yeah, yeah. They said that their their television group will have its own set of characters from within the universe that they'll seek to develop. They're they are doubling down. Mm. They they doubling down. They're like we're developing a lot of Marvel related content. It'll be out of it'll be out in the market very soon with something really really big and transformational for us, because we're not done. We've not done any TV shows with Marvel before with Marvel IP. So that's a sure. big piece of the development that we're onto. Hmm. Uh, Stephen, mm-hmm. you know what this means. <laughs> you know what this means. This means. I think I know what it means. This means two things are going to happen. Okay. One, Marvel Comics. Stops publishing Spider-Man comics. Probably. Taking a page from their approach with Fox when it came to the Fantastic Four and And to the the X-Men. Right? Mm -hmm. And after you stop publishing the comics Mm -hmm. and you stop stop making the toys, because who makes the toys? Uh, It's Disney. They make the toys. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, well, they they 
contract with someone to make the toys. But, you know, who controls all the merchandising? It's Disney. Disney's the one that can make the merchandise. Only Disney. Sony doesn't have the rights to that. Mm -hmm. Sony can just make TV shows and movies. That's it. So Disney's going to say, Marvel Comics, just like we did when we were warring with Fox, stop publishing those comics. Mm -hmm. Just like they did with, well, they turned X-Men into, I mean, they they gutted the X-Men franchise. Let's be honest. They gutted it completely. They did. I mean, they still published an X-Men title in air quotes, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was like an Avengers mashup. Yeah. Okay. Or an Inhumans mashup. Uh, and they totally stopped the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, merchandise. Could you find merch- toys for Fantastic Four anymore? Nope. Merchandise? Nope. Not None at all. So my prediction is <laughs> Spider-Man comics, you're done. <laughs> or drastically altered. Okay. The one that makes money will stay. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. And merch, we're going to cut back on you. Mm-hmm. And then... The second step is they buy Sony, mm. which is pretty much what they did with Fox. They strangled mm. the properties yeah. that they could on their end, and then they bought Fox. Mm. I'm just saying, Disney's Bob Iger probably saw this news and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Sony, I let you live because mm. you didn't go full bore for our stuff. <laughs> but now you're feeling your oats. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. You did a burnout in your old '86 Camaro IROC Z in my yard. Did a donut. Mm-hmm. It's done. I'm buying your ass. I don't know, Stephen. That's just me. I could be wrong. I'm just saying. Within five years, Disney buys Sony. No, within five years, that's a it's a generous time frame. <laughs> I mean, because. I mean, because they could probably go like back and forth. They could start doing that. It's like, okay, well, you can't have Tom Holland Spider Man because that's our character. Correct. Because that deal ends after Far From Home. That is correct. That is correct. And then it'll, you know, it'll probably escalate to, okay, well, we're just going to buy you. And then, you know. Right. I probably <laughs> probably not a good idea to do it right now. After no. Just God, bought no. Talks, you got to make your money back first. You gotta make your money back first. Yeah, <laughs> gotta make your money back. Can't do it just and quite then yet. When Jumanji open two opens up against another Star Wars movie. <laughs> like, okay, you know what? No, bye. Yeah. Give me that. <laughs> right, right. We can't have anybody challenging us. Nope, nope, nope. It's like the only reason we haven't bought Netflix is because it's too expensive. That's right. <laughs> I put nothing past Bob Iger. Yeah, nothing. Uh, <laughs> That man has, I, has an insatiable corporate appetite. And I, th- I mean, I think somebody has to tell him, no, we can't buy Netflix. There's too many red flags that will pop up. Right. I don't want to go to court. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But okay, Bob, we'll buy Sony. There you go. Thanks. Will that make you Can happy? You is, that, is, that, is that okay? There's <laughs> still only one more. You, you want to buy Paramount too? You can have three. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um... Also in movie news, Stephen. Um, also in movie news, you know, all the rage right now, Disney's making live-action versions of their animated movies, right? Yeah. Lion King, Dumbo, on and on. It's, it's... Well, Warner Brothers goes, we can do that too. Oh, my God. Whatever you can do, Disney, we can do as well. So we're going to give the world something nobody was asking for, yes. and that is a live-action Tom and Jerry. Stephen, I... Adore Tom and Jerry, one yes. of my fa- all-time favorite cartoons. Who doesn't? Who uh, who doesn't love Tom and Jerry? I guess my <laughs> kids probably don't watch Tom and Jerry. Oh, even they watch Tom and Jerry. Everybody loves Tom and Jerry. My God, <laughs> uh, nobody wants to see a live-action no. version of Tom and Jerry. Nobody no. wants to see that at all. Absolutely nobody. 
Nobody. This is terrible, Stephen, and it's going to suck. I'm just going to come out and say yeah. it. It's going to suck. <laughs> I feel I feel very confident in this prediction. What do you think? Um, I I mean I I definitely don't disagree with you. Uh, they don't need to be. Uh, I I don't get that. Why don't you just make an animated film? Based Starring on Tom an animated property. It's like shocking. I don't get that. An animated I mean, Tom and Jerry movie, Steven, mm-hmm. with the right talent would be kick ass amazing. Oh, sure. Because that's a franchise. I firmly believe that's a franchise that is funny. Yeah. No matter it's funny. a mouse blowing up a cat. It's funny no matter what what time and period it is. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. That's always gonna be funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. I still laugh at it when I see it. Thank it's just, you. It's so insane. Yes. <laughs> I don't I don't yeah. get it. I don't know. I mean, and you're entering into a phase where I think people are going to start getting sick of the Disney remakes. At and some so point. now you're going to jump in yeah. and just, for yeah. what reason? Right. If you want to do something, I mean, they're doing Space Jam too. Just stick with that. Though right. You can still have the animated characters be animated, and you have your LeBron in there, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Right. But, okay, it's fine. What I'm waiting for is for Disney to roll out a sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That I would pay good money for. Do you Steven. really think they'll do that? They have to play nice with somebody else. I think there's a chance. Mm. That that movie mm. has a very strong cult following. Oh yeah, it's really the, strong cult following. I, I think it, it's for me. It's one of like the top five. I mean, it's not animated, for right? Play, but I, it's still, I understand. I still think it's one of the best animated movies ever made. I agree. I totally agree with and, you. Yeah, it stands and, the test of time. Oh yeah, it really does. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the the Jessica Rabbit scene is the most probably one of the most paused scenes ever as well. Oh yeah, it's like yep, yep, what? yep. <laughs> totally agree. Uh, also, uh, from the world of comic book movies, mm-hmm. Stephen, a character that I love, this? Red Sonia. Love yeah. me some Red Sonia mm-hmm. because I'm that kind of guy. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not? What is not to like about a lady with long red hair in a chain mail bikini? With a giant sword. I defy you to tell me what is not to like about that <laughs> concept. Come on, people. Anyhow, so the Red Sonja film mm-hmm. that Millennium Films has been trying to make, sure. they've announced they've dropped uh, Brian Singer of course. as the director. You, you knew that was coming. And you knew that was coming. It was a foolish decision to it, hire him in the first place. It was a so. dumb decision. It yeah. was. And look, I, I'm an attorney. I've mm-hmm. done criminal law for a long time. I firmly believe in your uh, uh right to a jury trial, and right. that you are innocent before uh, pro- until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe in that. At the same time, yeah, where there is a lot of smoke, <laughs> you just don't, just just avoid it. You just, yeah. you just don't hire that guy. And even, you just don't do it. And even if you look past that, his behavior as a, just a director in general it's, would make you not want to hire him in the first place. Yeah, there's just there's yeah. too many red flags mm-hmm. too many red flags there was no reason at all that you would hire that guy his positives just don't outweigh the negative Stephen. No. they just don't just, it was a dumb idea i thought it was weird when they announced that they hired him i was really surprised i i, I didn't get it and yeah. I, I think they realized they, they screwed up i certainly hope so yeah <laughs> um and, and plus, uh, that, uh, Red Sonja is a great franchise. It really is a great franchise. It deserves a good director who will do a kick-ass job. So yes. hopefully they'll find, be able to find one. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I agree. Well, last bit of movie news. A property 
near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. What I still maintain is the single greatest television show of all time. In fact, it is the TV show that every avant-garde streaming show that you watch from Netflix Mm -hmm. owes their very existence to. Oh, boy. The Sopranos. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, the greatest American hero or something. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen is ready for something ridiculous. Knight Rider. Uh, Because you're used to that kind of thing for me. Six million dollar Uh, man. Yes, you're used to that for me. No, no, no. Uh, The Sopranos, if it wasn't for the Sopranos, you wouldn't have what we have today. They they were the original. Mm -hmm. They started it all. Yeah. Period. To me, it's still the greatest TV show ever. It is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I adore it as much now as when it first came out. Yeah. It is brilliant, and they're making a movie for it. They've announced that its debut will be September 25th, 2020, and evidently it is now working under the title Newark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a a prequel, right? It is a prequel. It Mm -hmm. takes place back in the 60s, and it stars James Gandolfini's son, Mm -hmm. Michael Gandolfini. As him, I'm guessing. Right. And it's also mm-hmm. going to have Alessandro Nivola uh, in it as well. He'll play the younger version of Christopher Moltisanti's father, Dickie Moltisanti. Mm-hmm. Christopher. I love that character. I always say it like I'm uh, 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 the girlfriend. I can't, I'm drawing a blank on her name now. Damn. She was great, though. <laughs> I loved her character. Christopher. I have a cousin named Christopher. That's what I call him. Ah, and nice. so, <laughs> and so, evidently, we've got we've got the, the basic little nugget for the for the movie. I don't know about this, Stephen, mm-hmm. but we're gonna have. Uh, it's gonna take place in the '60s, and it's going to deal with um, the race riots of Newark in the '60s, mm-hmm. in which. Black gangs were at odds with Italian mm-hmm. American gangs. I'm like, really? That's what you can do with the Sopranos? The has always been rooted in Italian culture in America, mm-hmm. showing the positives and the negatives. But it dealt very well, I thought, with the stere- the negative stereotypes of Italian Americans. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know. Well, let's see. There's a group of people that in the World War II were dealt with as, you know, enemies mm-hmm. and were monitored and were tracked. Yeah. So, and this is the same group of people that there were signs saying no Italians need to apply for jobs. Mm-hmm. They've been, and so it's a group of people that have been routinely discriminated against. The reason why um, they love Columbus Day so much is because back in the day, that was the only time you got to celebrate that you were Italian right? without any negative stereotypes. The reason why all Italians love Notre Dame is because back in the day when no one would hire Italians and you were viewed as scum of the earth, Notre Dame was like the symbol of mm-hmm. Italian Catholic might because right. they dominated on the football field mm-hmm. back in the day. Right. So I thought the Sopranos did a great job dealing with Italian-American culture, mm-hmm. the positives and the negatives, but being very respectful, always being respectful. Mm-hmm. It was never about race riots or mm-hmm. race relations, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not too sure about this direction, and it worries me because they've always been very respect. When you make a movie about a negative stereotype, and make no mistake, you talk to anyone who is Italian, and they will tell you the mafia connotation yeah. is a negative stereotype, mm-hmm. without a doubt. It is. And so when you're dealing with something that is a negative stereotype in the first place, because Italians throughout Hollywood's history has basically been what criminals 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that's what it's been. They've yeah. been the criminals in all the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they don't make them to be, now they're all criminals, but they're also all racist. And I just, not the direction I want to see them handle an entire mm-hmm. group of people. It is, that's my concern. Sure. Is David Chase back? Invo- is he involved? It's being in directed this? by Alan Taylor. Okay, that's not necessary. I mean, he did he did Thor: The Dark World, but he's done a lot of good TV stuff. He did a lot of Game of Thrones episodes, whatnot. If David Chase is involved, like in writing or whatnot, then mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be a little more confident. I mean, I think I think it could be done because, like you said, it's a group of people who are have been you know marginalized and treated like crap versus or, uh, with another group with the same thing right and and boardwalk empire did this as well not mm-hmm. as not like a whole like movie but they touched right. on it they did and they did a good job with it mm-hmm. um and there's a lot that they could do here that could be interesting so i mean i'll keep i will i will be cautiously optimistic i mean going back to anything like this or then going back to deadwood is risky is a risky opportunity <laughs> oh totally yeah. agree totally agree and and it's and it makes me nervous because that makes me think that they're going to go like do The Wire, which I love. Right, and yes. And I'd be very nervous about that. Yes, agreed. But, you know, I mean, HBO, they 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 put out good, really good stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I don't think that they would just do this just because, you know, just because of money. Now, of course, money's involved. Of but course, of course. I think, you know, they still have that HBO, like, like, this is HBO. This right. is a big deal. Right. So, Indeed. Yeah, I really hope that that you know it stays that way. <laughs> Me too. Oh, look, I'm going to go see that movie. Don't don't please. Oh, I'm going to. I'm seeing that movie when it comes yeah. out. Yeah, opening <laughs> night, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. A uh, little bit of news from DC movies, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Some interesting things came across the radar. Yes, they did. And I wanted to get your reaction on a couple of them that really okay. really piqued my interest. Okay. Sure. Uh, first of all, let's get the easy one out of the way. That uh, The Rocks, a Black Adam movie, mm-hmm. may adapt, may adapt, mm-hmm. is the rumor, okay. may adapt the 2007 Black Adam, The Dark Age story, which is a New 52 uh, comic book miniseries. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Peter J. Tomasi. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. And illustrated by Alex Ross. It was a good story. It's one of yeah. the few things out of the New 52 that I actually enjoyed, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Anyway, Stephen, I think that doesn't really surprise. I don't think that should surprise anybody. I mean, there aren't a lot of Black Adam stories to pull from. Okay, yeah. I mean, let's be let's be honest. There aren't a ton. This is as good as anything, <laughs> right? Yeah, they can't really do the whole um, the World War Three bit. Right, you have to establish him first. Uh, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, now, for the three interesting new titles, I really want to hear what you say. Sure. One, they have announced. That James Gunn's Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad, the sorry, Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, it has now been confirmed that it is not a sequel. Mm-hmm. They're not calling it Suicide Squad 2 for a reason. It's called the Suicide Squad right. because it is a total reboot. That's not really surprising, personally. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know they, I know they say that. I think, I think they'd be foolish to not try to get. Um, Harley Quinn back or uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn back because she's still in the I universe. think she's coming back isn't yeah. it all um, but guaranteed and I mean they kept Deadshot they're keeping him black because Idris Elba is supposed to be Deadshot which I think is a good oh that's way yeah. better than Will Smith yeah that is way better, better than better Will Smith yeah oh my god <laughs> I love that so much more yes. oh 
Oh, whoa, talk about. <laughs> oh, that's a real upgrade right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What, no, no, nothing on Will Smith. It's oh, just sure. Idris Elba is a much better match for that character. Mm-hmm. Way better match. Okay, I like oh, yeah. that. I like that. But, um, and, um, and Viola Davis, of course. If they could get her back as Amanda Waller, I think that Good could call. be. Uh, Good call. Good call. Those are like, I mean, the two actors, but then the three characters, I think they should keep from. Oh, I agree. There. I definitely agree. But, um, I mean, they could recast Rick Flagg, get somebody with some personality yes agreed <laughs> agreed but you know other than that i mean i don't i i don't mind this at all i mean suicide squad i didn't hate it but it was not a good movie yeah i didn't all. like it at um, all yeah. i don't look i mean look I, i'm gonna it, full disclosure <laughs> it's not i've really, never really thought much about the suicide squad period yeah. i've never really thought much about the characters mm-hmm. i never found the characters particularly good yeah. uh, so they're kind of crappy characters the only one i've remotely enjoyed was was uh Deadshot because he had yeah. a porn mustache. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be for real. It's just it's just not a franchise I ever thought was had any legs or yeah. much interest at all. I found the characters to be pretty boring, pretty one dimensional. Just not much there at all. Yeah. The whole concept was just bleh to me. Mm-hmm. But that's just to me. I know it's popular with a lot of people, and that's yeah. cool. That's cool. But you know, so like, I'm not that excited for yeah, it. Yeah. It's like I like the concept. I just don't think it was really ever executed that well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I, you know. And Warner Brothers is is I think they're hoping that James Gunn can do with the Suicide Squad what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And if that's what the, I think if that is their hope, they're gonna be sorely disappointed because those are two entirely different franchises. Yeah. Suicide Squad, unless they're gonna radically change mm-hmm. the foundation of that franchise, it is not a funny franchise. It's not lighthearted. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a fun. It, it is not a franchise. If you're going to be true to the franchise, sure. It is never going to be a light, funny action adventure romp. Yeah. It goes against the very core foundation of the franchise and the characters in the franchise. Sure. Whereas Guardians of the Galaxy, way more of a Star Warsy, mm-hmm. lighthearted, ragtag band of misfits. Yeah. It's an entirely different scenario. Mm-hmm. And to expect Gunn to do with the Suicide Squad what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't think it's fair to him either. Because these are two entirely different franchises. He may make this as a good movie, but sure. don't expect it to be... There's only one Guardians of the Galaxy. He yeah. got lightning in the bottle. I don't have to tell you. Mm-hmm. I mean, to expect him to recreate that, I don't think it's very fair to him. Yeah, well, he couldn't even recreate that the second time. Thank you. Um, exactly. So yeah. I... I, I, I I, yeah, I realistic mean, expectations are are needed. Yeah, I mean, I I hope my hope is that they they hired him to pull more from his days at Trauma, where it was like ridiculously violent and bloody right. and funny in that way. Right. But I doubt they're gonna do that. I think they're gonna save the R rating for like Deathstroke or something like that, or oh, something where they yes. can. Um, I agree. They can leverage a smaller budget with yes. those expectations and all that. Yeah, and, I, but, and, and yeah. I, I'm not too sure uh, when we get this in, in in a little bit. I'm not sure. too sure. I think James Gunn is also gonna be very uh, careful about his image going forward. That is true. Um, I mean, I mean, it could work. It could work. But um, I think if they just let him do, like, like a kind of a goofy, not goofy, but you know, man on a mission film in right. his way, yes, and don't be afraid to kill off some characters, right. like for real, mm-hmm. then I think I think this definitely could work. I yep. mean, he's he's definitely a creative guy. He's oh, got no doubt. 
is his thing, and yep. pe- and people like his thing. I like Absolutely. his thing. So yeah, and and it's reinventing franchises has been shown to work. Thor sure. Ragnarok, yeah, was definitely not like oh, a Thor movie. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. But um. But that works. I'm hoping for something maybe similar to that. Maybe not as goofy. Right. But you know. I agree. We'll I agree. See. I'm still I'm still interested to see what they do for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the other bit of news from DC, the Flash movie, this this Flash movie oh, that has yeah. just been kicked around forever, Steven. Now they're now they're saying now reports are that DC and Warner Brothers have agreed to let Ezra Miller Yeah. The guy who plays Barry Allen, mm-hmm. write the script with none other mm-hmm. than my boo, Grant Morrison. Really? Yes. I thought he was writing it by himself. No. Okay, now. Whew. No. I feel better. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, what's interesting is... The word <laughs> I know, right? The word is that Miller's script that he if his script is rejected, that he may just leave the franchise all enti- the entirely. Ultimatum. Right, and that the word is Miller's script is um, dark. Mm. Much darker than the one that was penned by the directors, uh, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who were brought in yeah. in 2018. You should have just let them do what and, they And uh, I love Grant Morrison, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Adore Grant Morrison. But just like I don't think David Lynch would be a good hire to be a director of a Marvel Studios movie, mm-hmm. not too sure that Grant Morrison is the right guy for the job, given the current direction of DC's movies, looking at Aquaman and the upcoming Shazam and yeah, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he is the right guy, and I don't know if DC just reached out to Grant Morrison and said, look, just do us a solid. Would you just be the training wheels to this guy? <laughs> and just make sure, you know, just help him out so he knows how to write, competently write something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what Morrison is. Okay? it looks It looks like Miller is the one who wants to write the, the script. Yeah. And I don't know if Morrison's being added as kind of like a, a safety vest. Yeah. I just don't know. I, I think that, I think that two things. One, I think, yeah, you know, the threat of Miller leaving, big deal. Yeah. Who cares? Justice mm-hmm. League was a bomb. Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That, uh, we don't, we don't have, uh, we don't have Ben Affleck as Batman anymore. Yeah. We can do just fine without Ezra Miller as the Flash. It wasn't like that great of a performance that people are <laughs> clamoring for only Ezra Miller to be the Flash. Are you yeah. kidding me? I mean, come on. So the movie tanked, and no one really cares about the character from the movie. So mm-hmm. you could swap out the actors. Not, I'm not even remotely worried about that. <laughs> I mean, and but the, even the bigger issue is, I think DC and Warner Brothers mm-hmm. are pretty determined they're on a certain path with these superhero mm-hmm. movies, and it's one that is much more like Aquaman mm-hmm. and Shazam yeah. and Wonder Woman. And that mm-hmm. means it's going to be fun and brighter and more positive. Mm-hmm. And yet they're going to occasionally roll out a movie that isn't for the right for the right franchise, though. Sure. You know, yeah. a movie like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little different. A film like Deathstroke, The Terminator, yeah. of course is going to be different, right? Mm-hmm. Just like how Marvel handles Deadpool differently, right? Yeah. Or Fox handled Deadpool differently. Mm-hmm. 
Flash, though, you're going to handle him like you do Shazam, Aquaman, yeah. Wonder Woman, Superman. I mean, sorry, you just are. That's the fl- Come on. So I don't see DC super excited about going back to the formula that totally tanked under Zack Snyder. Yeah. I think I think the only reason they're worried about it is they, they don't want the illusion of instability anymore. Right. That, that's like, well, let's let him do his thing. Maybe we can talk him into it. I mean, because he's he's in that Fantastic Beast, and that franchise is starting to go downhill too. So he he needs this, mm-hmm. and they need to say, "Look, you you can, <laughs> you can go somewhere else, kid, or you can do what we're gonna do." Right? It's gonna be fun. Come on. Right. You know, just take him to the side and say, "Look, just yeah. shut up, make the money, have right. some fun, mm-hmm. and it'll be great." Yeah. Yep. That's kind of how I see it as well. Yeah, or maybe Grant Morrison will get to him and say, "Hey, you know, you might want to throw a, a, a good joke in here. I got some good jokes." Right, Grant Morrison. <laughs> I know how to write. I got a bag of jokes right here. Come on, <laughs> what do you need? Um, the last bit of news from DC, Stephen. This really surprised me. Mm-hmm. Really surprised me that uh, Shazam's uh, current projection mm-hmm. is around forty to forty-five million domestically, which would put it. Way below mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice that did about 166 million mm-hmm. domestically. Suicide yeah. Squad did 133.6 million domestically. Yeah. Man of Steel 116.6 million. Wonder Woman 103.2 million. Mm-hmm. Justice League 93.8 million, and Aquaman did 67.8 million. Mm-hmm. 40 to 45 just seems low to me. Um, that would that, that would um yeah, it just seems low to me. Well, I mean, we should probably say those numbers could change. It's still about a month out because they haven't really, really amped it up, like done the the marketing final push yet. Mm-hmm. So it could change. Um, and it's also important to remember that Shazam is cheaper to make. Yeah, cost a hundred million was its budget. Yeah, and um, so that you know maybe they're not like okay. Well, if it's not if it's not like the biggest blockbuster in the world, as long as it crosses the century mark, then, right? You know. I think then we'll be all right, but right. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, it's very strong word of mouth right now. They, I love that they did this. They dropped the social media yep. embargo the night the Captain Marvel released. Smart move. Yes, it's a good and move. It was and good they've move. all been positive. Yep. Um, now, what could possibly be a drain on the box office is that the uh, upcoming uh, uh, Pet Cemetery remake is opening, and that That's has true. also gotten strong reviews. It has. So it has. That could they might run into a case of counter programming. But if it is really good, it could have legs, and that could carry it up until. I don't think there's really anything between that yeah. and Endgame. Nope, is there? There isn't. Okay. No, they have. They have pretty. Yeah, they have. They have a run. long. They have a long yeah. runway. Agreed. So. Agreed. Listen, I think it's going to do better just because the early buzzing has been so damn popular. Yeah, and so po- I think positive. when they see the the Rotten Tomato you know? score, that'll get people yeah. excited. I hope so. Yeah. Um, from Disney, mm-hmm. Stephen, it's been announced. <laughs> the acquisition of 20th Century Fox will be completed in yep. just uh, three days, March 20. There you go. It'll be done well yeah. ahead of schedule time. Yeah. Well ahead. Uh, this should be uh, – <laughs> and, and then all, all bets are off, Stephen. Yeah. All bets are off. Uh, Feige is going to be working on X-Men stat. Yeah. You know. You well, know he's chomping at the bit. But what about the Eternals and Shang-Chi – yeah, I think those well, projects... Well, Shang-Chi will probably get made. We'll that will get, get made. made. That will get made. Yeah. It will get made. Uh, I think those projects that were... Mm-hmm. That that they that Feige greenlit before, just before the 
announced purchase of Fox. I feel, I feel like he knew, though. They he, had to have known. He had to have known what they were planning on doing. But remember, yeah. they were in a bidding war with Comcast. There was no guarantees of anything. That's true. You know, so they may have told him, hey, we're going to go for it. But once Comcast got in the mix yeah. and we had a bidding war, that really drug the process out and put a lot of uns- – for a while there, it looked like Comcast was going to get Fox. That's I mean – they, 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 did, they did put it all out yeah, of the line, so for sure. Feige might have been like, yeah, yeah. I've got to proceed like it's – Mm-hmm. Like it's not gonna happen. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Shang Chi, though, they've announced the director, mm-hmm. Destin Daniel Crutton. I'm not familiar with him. I don't know. He did the movie Short Term Twelve. <gasps> oh, that was his movie. Yes, which he, starred Brie Larson. He also that did uh, the Glass Castle movie. That was not good. <laughs> <laughs> but it also okay. starred Brie Larson. It did. Uh, Short Turn 12 is great, though. I like that movie a lot. So Was it? Yeah, okay. that was like her big breakout. There is your... There is a director. There's your director. Yeah. And it made sure, because Marvel Studios is very hyper-aware of everything, they made sure that Dave Callahan, who's Chinese-American, is, yes. is writing the story. Mm-hmm. Never mind the fact that the character was created by Steve Englehart and Jim Starlin. Yeah. Yeah, got to make sure... And they're like, and, and they, they, this, they, believe me, if you're if you're hoping this movie is going to have any type of nineteen uh, seventies uh, mm-hmm. vibe, it, nope, nope. Probably Marvel not. Studios has come out of its way and said, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope. There will be no none of that. This is going to be very, very. Mm-hmm. They, they are very conscious of how they're going to portray him, and it's mm-hmm. going to there will be no, no nineteen seventies kung fu theater style representation of this character. Not going to happen. So if you like that cheesy 1970s stuff, you are not going to get it. What's wrong with the Shaw Brothers? Not going to get it. Mm-mm. Nope. They're going to play this very much like they played Black Panther. It's a different character it's entirely kung- than Black Panther. It's a kung fu movie. Nope. They're going to make this. They're going to handle it like they did Black Panther. Was John Woo busy or something? I, that's who I would have hired. Yeah. Me personally. That's who I would have hired, yeah. and I would have gone all in with the Hong Kong, yeah. Hong Kong kung fu theater, yeah, style movie. Mm-hmm. That is a great genre. Yeah, it and is. I don't care. And but hey, Hong Kong's doing it, so don't tell me it's not appropriate. Okay. Yeah, they've been doing it for the past forty years. Thank you. That's how. <laughs> that's what I would have done. I would have gone straight to Hong Kong, gotten a director from them. Yeah. That's honestly. I mean, it's more authentic. Thank personally. you. God, I mean. Thank it's you. Ang Lee, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Thank you. That was a good I mean, that's hero. What, that was a good movie. That's what I would have done. That's exactly where I would To me, I think Marvel Studios screwed up. Again, mm-hmm. they, they, they're they going for these indie film directors. Well, I mean, I think we know why. When we get to Captain Marvel, we'll talk about why. Right. Because, I, like, you know, have somebody like Ang Lee or, or John Woo, like, they're directors that have some clout. Yep. And uh, we're not looking for that. <laughs> Obviously not. Yeah. It's, I don't know it's clear. It's clearly not. About why? But yep. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, uh, also, Stephen. Yes. Tron. A little bit of Tron news. Really? A little bit of Tron news. Interesting. Tron legacy producer. Uh, hinted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hinted that there might be uh, Justin Springer is his name. He's a co-producer. Mm-hmm. Sure. He hinted that there, uh, uh, you never know, there may be a Tron uh, 3 some point in the future. Oh. Maybe. Now, let me just tell you, 
Disney doesn't do anything by mistake. Sure. Right now. Well, they made Tron Legacy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Right now, in Disney World, Mm -hmm. more specifically, in the Magic Kingdom. Yes. More specifically, in Tomorrowland. Of course. As I'm walking, I'm on the People Mover, actually. And the People Mover is taking me towards Space Mountain, one of my favorite rides. Sure. And right to the left of Space Mountain is a massive construction site. Mm -hmm. Because that is where they're putting... The Tron roller coaster. Yes. Okay. Of course. If Disney mm-hmm. gives a film franchise a mark, and this is a marquee ride, by the mm-hmm. way, this Tron roller coaster, I've seen the, because they have one in Asia at uh, is it Disneyland. Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah. They have it out there. Uh, and this thing is phenomenal. I mean, this thing, you're on a motorcycle, but it's a roller coaster, but you're riding it like a motorcycle. <laughs> oh my God. A roller coaster, Stephen, where yeah. you're head first? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. That's pretty cool. This is a marquee attraction. This will arguably be, I don't even think it's going to be, arguable. this will be the best ride in all of the Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. which is the number one theme park in the entire world. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't get that. Yeah, without something else. Without, I'm just without saying. Without marketing for your ride, I, a.k.a. a movie. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, it, it would not surprise me, Stephen. Yeah. It would not surprise me. They better do better. They better do a better job than Tron Legacy. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. If you're yeah. going to go back for a third time, mm-hmm. then you better get it right this time. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, because even, even the original was not really that good, if you think about it. I mean, well, come on. True. I mean, let's... I did love it. I mean, it, it is a... <laughs> I mean, you watch it now. You watch it's... it now, and you're like, oh, 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 this looks bad. Oh, <laughs> oh the, I, I watched it with my boys, and they're both like, oh, oh, da- dad. Oh, 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 no, dad. They feel oh, bad for oh, you. Oh, oh, no, dad. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> um, and, but, I mean, I mean, Tron Legacy looked good. and it did. um And they better, better, and I mean better, get Daft Punk back to do the score again. Amen. Because that was... So good. Amen to that. <laughs> and now, of course, the last bit of news from Marvel sure. Studios. The big news. The big news. The James biggest. Gunn has been rehired by Alan Horn, who uh, fired him. Okay, let's okay. let's 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 slowly roll. Yeah. He was not fired. <laughs> he was They met with no one else. They didn't. And it, that's, that's true. And people, you know, that <laughs> paid attention mm-hmm. at no point during the eight months that James Gunn was fired. Did Disney meet with literally? Mm-hmm. They did not meet with a single individual yes. to become either scriptwriter mm-hmm. or director. Yep. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that should have been a sign right there. That's yeah. not how Disney rolls. No. Okay. A property that big, mm-hmm. and the Guardians Galaxy is a big property. Oh yeah, it is a big property for mm-hmm. them. Okay. You don't meet with anybody in eight months. Okay. Yeah. In eight months. No. <laughs> Not only is this a big movie franchise, but you've got a massive ride that you were – and this ride they're mm-hmm. sinking just just millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars into. It is yeah. phenomenally expensive, this ride. Phenomenally expensive. In Epcot, the number two park in the entire world, and you're telling me you don't look for anybody? <laughs> Nobody? That's a sign. Yeah. Which begs the question – what happened here? It's Horn. Horn was the one who fired him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's rumor that he did it without talking to Iger. 
Yeah, that it was his call. It was his call to make. Yeah. And the Bob Iger was kind of like, bro, <laughs> what'd you do? <laughs> yeah. But what could Iger do at that point? He couldn't cut the legs out of... Yeah, you from, can't. You can't. He, he, he can't cut the legs out of horn like that. No, you can't undermine your. your I mean, dude behind like that. closed doors, he might have said something like, "What the hell, dude? Why'd mm-hmm. you do this? Yeah, why didn't you call me? What what what, what were you thinking? I mean, <laughs> you know, he he might have. Yeah, said something behind a closed door meeting. Like I'm sure he's probably done to Kathleen Kennedy. Like, what do you? Why are you killing me with your, how you handling the franchise? Yeah, uh, and, I, and, un, and unlike her, Alan Horn can just toss another pile of money. Yes. Like, Distract him. Correct. Like, yeah, Correct. I fired James Gunn. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Flip, 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 flip. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Horn <laughs> is the one now. Now, word has it. And now, to James, to James Gunn's credit, sure. Uh, these were. And I think people need to understand the difference here because mm-hmm. it's, it's tied up with the Roseanne Barr thing. And I'm not going to get into politics. Yeah. This is not a political podcast. And, okay? I th- and I think it's also because, you know, his comments went so counter to their brand that yes. they were like... Right. And I oh, think well. the big difference is mm-hmm. with Barr, it was something she said contemporaneously to being employed with Disney and making a TV show. Yeah. What Gunn said was eight years ago, yeah, before even he, than that. even older than that, mm-hmm. before he was with Disney. Yeah. Okay. And so it's not the same comparison. No. And not. it is incumbent upon Disney to mm-hmm. do their due diligence before hiring somebody to yeah. make sure they match up with their brand identity. Mm-hmm. So that is on them. Yep. That is their burden to do. They should comb through his social media past mm-hmm. if they are concerned about his image and their brand image matching. Okay? So there's that. That's the, there's the two big difference between the Roseanne thing and, and the gun thing. Yeah. Happened way long time ago, mm-hmm. and it's on Disney to verify what he said before they hired right. him. And it was something that was brought up during the first Guardians press tour. Thank that you. was already addressed. Thank so, you. And yeah. uh and um I'm just tired of trying to get people fired. I'm over it. Yeah. I'm just over it. So someone said something for I'm, I'm just done. I'm done with it. I'm done yeah. with it. Okay. Something at least something. And I don't was... care if it's on the left or the right. I'm done yeah. with it. I'm done with digging through the past. Mm-hmm. Stop. Yeah the past was the past for a um, reason. And and gun to his credit, never said anything controversial while employed by Disney. No. Never. Mm-hmm. To his credit, he handled his firing with absolute class, mm-hmm. issued an unqualified apology. His mm-hmm. apology was an absolute unqualified, I take full responsibility yeah. and full blame and, and unreservedly apologize for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he handled okay. it the perfect. At no point did he blame Disney no. at all. He took all the blame himself. Mm-hmm. He handled it with complete class. Yep. And so he got rehired. Yeah. And then it begs the question, was he ever truly fired, or was mm-hmm. this more of a, you got to go away for a little bit of time? Yeah. Go find another job. Right. We'll come back. Right. And he and find another job he did. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and it would not surprise me if, um, if I, think, um, I, think, I think it was planned. I think so, too. I think it was planned. Yeah, they were waiting for it to die down, yeah. and then he could come back. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the fact they never looked for anyone else shows you that they they dismissed him, but I think it was behind closed doors. Hey, look, this we're going to let this blow happen. over. Yeah, You're going to move on, mm-hmm. and then we're going to bring you back. Yeah. I mean, maybe he didn't know, and this was just between Iger and Horn. And that is like, also possible that Iger and Horn decided right? that. Yeah. 
but I, think, I mean, if he if he had if he had if he had known, I don't know if he would have gone to Warner Brothers. He probably wouldn't have if he had known. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is good news yeah. because you need. He wrote the script and he's the best choice for the movie. Yeah, he just is. And for selfish reasons, Stephen, that means my Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot <laughs> is back on. James Gunn's gonna write the script for the ride. He's gonna film the video for the ride. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> that ride. I, swear, I was more concerned about the ride, Stephen, than the movie. No, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend. Now that we've got those news out of the way, yes. I wanted to. I, I have not seen Captain Marvel movie. Yes. Not seen it. You have seen it. I, I did see it, yes. Um, the numbers, and I posted a review. And on you the did comicbookrevolution.com. On, on yes. You posted a review. The numbers for the movie to date on mm-hmm. box office mojo are yeah. good numbers. It is done well to date. And mm-hmm. I don't have uh, box office mojo has not posted the numbers for, for this weekend. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yes, it has. There we go. Oh. They just come through. Look at that. Hot good off old, the press. Good old box office hot mojo. Hot off the press. <laughs> okay. So we made that happen. We did. <laughs> it's currently at the beginning of the podcast. They were not there. Uh, it is currently sitting at two hundred sixty-six and million and change. Yes, domestic mm-hmm. four hundred ninety-four mil foreign mm-hmm. for a total worldwide of seven sixty mil. Yeah. So that's within two weeks. That's impressive. Clearly number. a success. Yes. It is Marvel Studios. It is tied to the final Avengers mm-hmm. movie. There was there was. Literally no way it wasn't going to do well. Yeah. I mean, come on. People are going to see this because they know it ties into the Avengers movie. Yeah. This movie, and Marvel Smart, mm-hmm. it it benefited from the Avengers bump. Yes. And Marvel Smart, to do that, I don't blame them. People will com- complain. Oh, they're trying to gin up the numbers to make Captain Marvel look better than it is. Well, so, so what? So what? <laughs> yes, you're right. You're, you're correct. That's what yeah. they were doing. And it's why a, wouldn't they do that? Captain yeah. Marvel's a no-name franchise. Yeah. Me, I would try to give it the Avengers bump, too. Mm-hmm. I would try to make it so you have to see this to to uh, enjoy the final Avengers movie. Yeah. That's just smart business decision. Mm-hmm. I would do the same thing. Yeah. So no problem with that. Yeah. The question was, how would it deal with... Uh, what kind of drop would it see over the second weekend? And it's it's uh, Friday drop was not good, but the Saturday Sunday drop not bad. Yeah, so it's done well. It's fairly it, standard. It, yeah, it it well it took a pretty big drop on Friday. Sure. Uh, it was a uh, minus uh, down seventy percent. Oh, okay. And that's a big drop. Was there anything on Friday? That yeah, nothing came no out on Friday. Or anything? Yeah, I can't. I can't account for what that would be. Yeah, because I remember back when Age of when Age of Ultron came out. That was like the week of. Some really big like finals game, and yes. they're like, "Yeah, we know it dropped. We know right. we picked the wrong weekend." <laughs> right, right. Bad on us. Yeah. Uh, the uh, hmm. Saturday's number compared to the first Saturday, so mm-hmm. the March sixteenth compared to March 9th, was a forty four percent drop, and mm-hmm. then yeah, that's not bad. Uh, March seventeen compared to March ten mm-hmm. was a forty seven percent drop. Yeah. I think that, I think I read something that averaged out to is about fifty fifty five percent. Right, which is. Which, which is, is fairly standard. Which is, yeah, I mean, yeah. successful movies usually can keep it to 30%. Sure. Like, really strong movies can keep yeah. it to, to a 30% drop. Yeah. Um, other movies, just your normal movie, sure. is about a 50%, 50% drop. Yeah. And then movies that are tanking it are 60 or more percent. Mm. Um, and so this is not... I guess we just don't have many strong movies these days, because I don't... I see a lot of 50% <laughs> You see a lot drops. of 50%. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther, I don't think, had more than a 30% drop. That's true. Uh, that it was at a different time, though. This is like the beginning of the summer 
Yes. Movie well, I, well, spring movie uh, season. Black Panther is also just a totally different franchise true. than Captain yeah. Marvel, too. I mean, you're well, talking di- a different audience. Totally yeah. different. And yeah. Captain Marvel did not do what Wonder Woman did. It did not pull a majority female audience like Wonder no, Woman did. No, it did not. So no, no, no. It was de- it was decidedly male uh, male majority audience. Yeah. Um. So they did not get the Wonder Woman effect, which yeah. doesn't surprise me. Again, um, mm-hmm. and I'm only speaking. Sure. I, I don't have any scientific proof to this. I'm yeah. just I'm just speaking as to what I see, just purely anecdotal. But in my daily life, walking around society, mm-hmm. you see if you ever see a, a an adult woman with anything superhero related, it's always it's Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah. It's always Wonder Woman. She is just the symbol of femininity. Yeah. She is the she's the symbol mm-hmm. for females in comics. She's, yeah. She is womanhood. Right, and Wonder Woman. She, Captain Marvel wouldn't even be two or three or four because no. you see Supergirl or Batgirl right. or something like Captain that. Captain Marvel is just not that, and, and no. her character is not. And for all the, I didn't see the movie, so I, sure. I, so I, you can speak to this better than me. Yeah. But for all the the people, the the rending of the wailing and the crying yeah. of how uh, you know. Look, I'm not going to comment about Brie Larson's personal life because honestly, the politics of most Hollywood stars don't it match up with mine anyway. Yeah, so doesn't really matter. Either. So what? I mean, so it's about the final product. It's not, it doesn't matter what she says. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're if you're if if you want everyone in entertainment to match up to you politically, you're going to have a tough time. Yeah. Okay. It's just that's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so don't worry about it. Just do you like the product or not? Just, sure. So anyhow, just I'm not even going to get into that. Into that. <laughs> it's not. There's no point in it. Yeah. Um. So. It clearly uh, didn't affect the box office it, like no, they thought it was going I, to. So because, again, I don't really care about the politics of an actor. Yeah. If, if, again, there's so, you know how many stupid anti-vaxxers there are in Hollywood. I'm still gonna go see their movie. Uh, yeah. Tom Cruise is nuttier than uh, uh, you know a nuthouse with his whole Scientology, Scientology crap. Yeah. There's so many. You know how many Hollywood stars are into Scientology? Tons of them. Yeah. I still go see the movies. Tom Cruise movies kick ass. They're awesome. Yeah. I don't really care if he's a Scientologist wacko weirdo. Yeah. His movies are great. So mm-hmm. I don't really get into the personal politics and social lives of stuff. I don't care. Right. Just give me a good movie. Yeah. Right. So I knew that the big blowback was, oh, it's going to be all feminism, blah, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. pro woman and yada, 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 yada. Yeah. Anti male, yada, yada, yada. You can speak to that because I didn't see the movie. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this Wonder Woman is far more tied to the concept of womanhood mm-hmm. than Captain Marvel. I yeah. mean, she's an Amazon for crying out loud. Yeah. I mean, it, the every the very foundation of Wonder Woman is womanhood. Yes. Is I mean, I can't think of another female superhero that is more closely tied to womanhood than Wonder Woman. Yeah. She is the most. Uh, Captain Marvel to me is just John Wayne with boobs. <laughs> And again, I didn't see the movie. I'm just telling my impression based on Fair. the comic book. Yeah. I've read the comic book. Mm-hmm. So based on the comic book character and the the trailers that I've seen. Sure. But most of the comic book the comic book character mm-hmm. and the trailers. It's just John you did you took a John Wayne character, gave him boobs and right. you got Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really womanhood about the character yeah. that I've seen. Now you speak to it, because I didn't see the movie. Um well, I didn't care for it. Um, this movie really made me... But to me be re- fair, sure. you're not a huge fan of a lot of Marvel Studios movies. Yeah. The I'm, formula doesn't work for you. Yeah, it doesn't really work for me. I don't... So it's I not don't... like it's this one particular movie you're going after. No, no, no. I right. mean, I will say, to be fair to Marvel, I have... Apparently, I've come to expect a certain level of quality <gasps> on the baseline, and this movie made me realize that. Now, I don't think the movie's terrible, per se. I think it is very, very, very mediocre. 
Okay. Which Fair enough. I don't really expect from Marvel movies. I expect them to be at least like, okay, well, that was, that was fun. I'm not going to remember it in an hour. But, but that's some good know, popcorn for the brain. Sure. Right. Um, it's, I mean, the biggest problems that I had were, number one was the script. Everything comes down to the script sure. in this movie. Um, there's supposed to be a mystery about who she is. But they give you ninety five percent of the information in the first fifteen minutes in oh, a flashback, that's not good. and it's like, okay, well, I know she was an Air Force pilot. I mm-hmm. know she was um, picked on as a kid because mm-hmm. she's a girl, of course, right? And I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that she had a, a best friend with the last name Rambo. So I wonder. Oh yeah, it's technically Monica Rambo's mother. Oh who, okay. Um, you know, so it's like, okay, well, you told us pretty much everything. Yeah. I thought we were going to go, like, born identity, like, oh, we're figuring out the stuff with her. But no, we didn't do that. Oh, that's not um, good. Okay. So that's not good. She's no. not written with any sort of personality at all. Mm. Like, okay. the Cree tell her, oh, you're too emotional. But I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. And I, now look, I... You know, I know people don't like her because of her political beliefs. I th- I think Brie Larson's a great actress. Okay. Th- this is not her fault. Okay. This is, she was bad directed script. to be that way. It was a bad, bad direction. Script. Bad direction, yeah, a bad lot of that. Bad direction, a okay. lot. And, okay. um, and, I mean, some of the lines are funny. You know, I mean, most Marvel movies have a decent, decent yeah. quote of bad to good quips and whatnot. Right. Um, but... It was like some things just happened out of nowhere, mm. like stuff with the scrolls takes a big turn. That's like, really? That's mm-hmm. what you wanted? Okay. Um, I just, uh, well, I mean, just, just speak to the direction. The direction is uh, completely flat. Mm. It's boring to look at. No. Some of the action scenes are horribly filmed. Um, whoever was the second AD on this needs to never work again in Hollywood because uh. the, the very first little fight scene is her training with a Jude law. I don't remember his name, so I'm going to call him Jude law. Okay. Um, <laughs> he, they, there's a scene where she throws a punch and it takes three edits to have her throw one punch oh, at Jude law. That's not, good. and that is that entire scene. There's, uh. it's like the camera's kind of off in some of the scenes, like where she's, um, like chasing somebody on the train and uh-huh. firing the blast. I'm like, can you not track what's happening? Keep the camera steady on her. Right. It's not that hard. Right, and right, right. There's, and Nick Fury is chasing him in a car, and that was awful. They're like, God, man, this is not that difficult. Like, right. There's so many examples. Like, just cut in the French connection if you're not going <laughs> to yeah. do this right. Yeah, exactly. But um, now towards the end, it got better, but it's just so – it's still just so, like, kind of – Blah. Yeah. Like, okay. and this go back to the script. You're just waiting because she has an inhibitor chick, chick, chip, inhibitor chick. Wow. <laughs> in her neck. Yes. And it's like, okay, so we're waiting for her to go Super Saiyan the whole movie. Oh. And okay. oh, look, she went Super Saiyan. Well, oh. What do you know? Okay. Um. Right. Was it like a binary form? Um. Kind of. Okay. Kind of. Okay. But um. So I mean, even when that happens, it's like, you know, now I know why Marvel wants to hire no name indie directors. It's because mm. um, they can make them do whatever they want, right? Because they have no clout, right? Now, I mean, sometimes you get a gem like the Russo brothers or True. Taika Waititi. True, but not every indie director you hire is the next Spielberg huh, or right. the next James Cameron. Agreed. Surprise, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you get two people who, and no disrespect to them, I like some of their past movies. Um, 
Mississippi Grind and Half Nelson were two of them. They were pretty good. They were like low budget crime movies. Mm-hmm. And then they got him to do this sci-fi epic space movie. It's like it's it doesn't really fit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh James Gunn and Taika Waititi, like they fit because they fit like the the tone of the movie really I gotcha. well. Mm-hmm. But um so that was I don't know. Like I feel like it was like Feige dropped like three pages of studio notes and said, Oh, you have to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Set up end game, set up phase four, set up mm. the universe because mm. it's a prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow fit the character in here somewhere so people right. aren't confused when she shows up in Endgame. Uh-huh. Which I think is the entire reason this movie was made. Yes. Yeah, so uh, that's a fair point. People aren't confused. Right. Like, oh, who's that? Who's that? Right. Um and and really, my biggest problem is with the way they portrayed the character. Because I think Carol Danvers is a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even went back and read some, some of the issues I had of the the Kelly Sue DeConnick run, which is supposedly what they based this off of. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but reading that, I mean, like like it or not, some of the things that they did, like right. she had a very defined personality. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt like like at least a continuation of the Carol Danvers. Like she was tired of being a victim right. and having all this stuff. And she had a lot of baggage. No doubt. No doubt. About no doubt. as, I mean, about as Lots. much as any of the other ones, like yeah. Hank Pym or, yeah. Um, yeah, she's up there with Hank Pym and Tony yeah, Stark and Hal Jordan. And Hal Jordan. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, I mean, I understand there's a difficulty in that, mm-hmm. but I mean, just the fact that they did not, I, you, you could have walked out and she might as well have not even been there. Cause she just doesn't register. Wow. Not now good. the supporting characters, like I like Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. It is not the Nick Fury from the other movies, oh, okay. for sure. Interesting. Uh, so somehow in ten years he became the super gruff badass Nick Fury. Ah, somehow. okay, all okay. right. So uh, prequel crime number one. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but I liked him. He's still Samuel Jackson. He's great. Uh, yeah, and sure. Everything. I really like Ben Mendelsohn as the. the he is the fantastic villain. actor. He's amazing yeah. in everything that he does. Agreed. Um, and he he really kills it. Um, they gave him a lot more in the script oh, than cool. her, which is surprising. Oh, interesting. All but, right. You know, you know, bad script writing. Yeah. So, true. um, I really liked the girl, the woman that played, um, um, her name was Maria Rambo. I thought she had a uh. good, um, uh, Oh, so it's not Monica. No, Monica's her daughter. And this is in the past. So. Okay. I got you. I'm with you now. Okay. Um, I like, I liked her who, a lot, who, who, but th- Monica is the fighter pilot. Character? No, no. Her mother. Wow. Is. So that's the, that's that is the mom. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so okay. I ass, I assume that that's just setting up Monica to okay. be, have photon in the future or whatever. Gotcha. But, right. Um, sure. Yeah. And so I mean I didn't mind the supporting cast that much. I mean Jude Law's not in it very much. Okay. Ned Benning. I mean, is she like is I, she in it that much at all? I heard it was like a tiny, tiny part. Yeah, maybe five minutes. It wow. might as well have been a walk on. Really? I mean, she's she's Holy all cow. right, but that's just because she's Annette Benning and she's great. Right, so. sure. But she's barely in it. Yeah, she's barely in it. She's Ooh. like, you know, give me some of that Marvel money and Jeez. check yeah, and just right. walked out. To be fair, they didn't give her much to do. So. Uh, well, okay, sure. But um, that even the very worst of the Marvel movies have at least gotten the central character right. Right. And this was literally. A, um, an instance of we have something we want to do, which is set up a character for another movie. Right. Um, we also have, we were also one up by DC with the female led movie. 
So we really have to lean into that. So, but what the problem is, they don't lean into it as a theme. They just bring it up at certain moments. Like they stop the movie to have somebody say, you should smile more. It's like, really? You would look at somebody like that and say that to her? Because she she looks fairly intimidating. Uh It's like, you don't just say that to somebody like that. It's like, really? Come on. She's just awkwardly placed. Yeah, it's really awkwardly placed. The Uh. when they have the final, she's powered up and she's going to fight her former, uh, her Creed allies, which is another thing. We've seen the Creed be bad. So, oh, what a shocker. They're actually bad. Um. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, They they start playing. um, I'm just a girl by no doubt. Was she oh. the Cree? So it's a bit of boop on the nose. <laughs> it's, it's not a boop on the nose. It's a smash, <laughs> smash, <laughs> smash. And uh, it's funny. Oh, excuse me. Um, and that, I mean, Wonder Woman is a very different film compared to Captain Marvel. But the thing that Wonder yeah. Woman had was it didn't have to do that. Yeah, I was gonna say compare the two to, to compare Wonder Woman, yeah. which I did see and loved. Yeah, because. It, it's Gal Gadot in a Wonder Woman outfit. What's not? What's not to like? Well, um, yeah. I, I always bring that element to every review, Stephen. I know, it's okay. um, but it's okay. I, but I, I saw that movie probably mm, three times. My wife adored that movie. Yeah. To be fair, my wife adores Wonder Woman. The only sure. she's the only comic character that my wife mm-hmm. likes. Yeah. Um, so, but I saw it three times. It's a fantastic movie. Sure. And I thought it did a great job dealing with womanhood in air mm-hmm. quotes, yeah. right? Um, and I never, I never found anything. And I am very good to, I, I'm quick to pick up on uh, mm-hmm. lack of subtlety. Yeah. And I, I thought that uh, Wonder Woman did an awesome job uh, celebrating womanhood mm-hmm. and showing all the uh, good attributes of womanhood mm-hmm. and portraying Wonder Woman as this awesome, powerful, inspirational character. But at the same time, taking a normal man and having him compliment the two characters complimented each other steve trevor being a normal man was never made to be less in fact it was steve trevor who kind of teaches one room in the amazon a lesson mm-hmm. on mankind in the world and kind of inspires her mm-hmm. with his selflessness and heroism i thought the two characters complimented each other very well yeah it was kind of the scenario of like hey uh the concept of everyone can have a seat at the table Mm-hmm. together yeah and that together each one is stronger than apart right i thought it did a great job with that mm-hmm. now compare and contrast to what kept how captain marvel handled those concepts um it's it's hard to say because she's really not with i mean she's she's paired with certain people but they don't do it like a partnership like wonder woman uh nick okay. fury I mean, they have a good little uh, rapport, mm-hmm. but he's very much the, you know, she's the main, and he's kind of like the, okay, I'll get to throw a punch every now and the then. Sidekick. It's not like a real partnership. More like a sidekick, huh? Yeah, it's more like a sidekick, okay. and they don't have any discussions about that. He okay. doesn't really teach her anything. Okay. Um, and and what I say about the, the randomness is, I mean, she doesn't have a love interest, which, uh-huh. I mean, not every movie has to have nah. that. They're saying it's revolutionary because of that. It's like, okay. Okay. Um, but there are moments where she looks at uh, Maria Rambo in such a way where it seems like they're so trying to hint at something. Oh, really? But then it just, oh, we're just going to leave that and go on to the next scene with okay. them and nothing. So it's one of those like random, like, really throw something out there, but uh-huh. then retract, retract, retract. Cause we have 
a movie to film. I guess. Okay. <laughs> so it's it, it feel it's a movie that feels like it's really like puffing out it's just like you know look at how at least in these certain parts like mm-hmm. look at how how feminist we are that we have that montage of her getting knocked down and getting back up which could have been very powerful mm-hmm. but it's so jumbled and mishandled that it just comes across as oh they filmed that for the trailer mm-hmm. <laughs> okay but yeah it's it, when you have to have something like that where like ah, i am strong woman it's it just makes you feel like are you really though because you seem a little insecure about that if you have to say it like 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 go it's like, out there it's like, like the person face. who talks about how great they are all the time because yes. they're not confident in themselves Exa- and self-conscious about exactly. how great they are where wonder woman doesn't have to say it no she came in and she kicked ass and you were like wow that's a strong woman right there <laughs> so what you're telling me is wonder woman the wonder movie portrayed wonder woman as a strong female yeah and captain marvel portrays captain marvel as a strong female trademark yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the difference? They, they check the boxes, and they gotcha. check the strong female character box. Trademark. <laughs> yeah, trademark. Yeah, okay. And gotcha. Wonder Woman is more of an actual character. Right. Like she has dimension and personality. So she she learns something. She has an arc. She grows. Yeah, she grows. Uh, Captain Marvel begins the movie as a badass, and she ends the movie as more of a badass. Wow. Uh, okay. What so there's no growth. development. No. Okay. And also, part of the problem with the personality is everybody tells her how she was, but we never see her act that way. Uh-huh. Like, you're too emotional, or my best friend Carol Danvers was fearless and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, in the comic book, she is. Right. And she's a little reckless, too. Right. That's part of what makes her, at least to me, interesting. But, okay. you so know. So Wonder Woman yeah. is a strong character mm-hmm. in her movie, yeah. and they show it to you just by Wonder Woman's mm-hmm. own actions. Yeah. And in Captain Marvel, it's checking off all the boxes and mm-hmm. telling you. Yeah, you could just watch okay. the the no man's the no man's land scene of Wonder Woman and get everything you need to know about that character, mm-hmm. and be like, "Wow, that's a that's a cool character. She's really badass, but she's really strong. She cares. She's a real hero." Well, Captain she Marvel, also believes in yeah. love. She's mm-hmm. the personification of love. She's not afraid to admit that she believes in love as yeah. the most powerful force on the earth. She mm-hmm. embraces being the symbol of love. She shows weakness. She shows uncertainty. Mm-hmm. She shows concern. She shows confliction. She shows anger. Anger. Yeah. Uh, she's a real human being. Yeah. And Captain Marvel, Just more like a robot. Is not. I, I think I wrote in my review that she is about as two-dimensional as the, the cardboard cutout that they use in the lobby right. to promote the movie. Yep. They could have just put that in there, and it would uh, have had the same impact. Uh, well, you know, hey. And that's probably why Wonder Woman uh, played to a larger female audience, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, because Wonder Woman did have a majority female audience during yep. its run in the theater. And Captain Marvel, not so much. And that's probably why. Yeah. It's probably why. Wonder Woman made it because it was a good movie. Captain Marvel made it because it's part of a franchise. Well, I think that people like my wife see Wonder Woman and they can identify with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Because she's a multifaceted with strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. and is inspirational. Yeah. But she can identify that person because Mm -hmm. as a real human, you have strengths and weaknesses. Sure. And you aspire to be better. I think my wife saw, you know, all the stuff for Captain Marvel is like, well, I don't relate to that because yeah. that's not a real person. Yeah. And it's it's a shame because, I mean, Marvel has done a good job with that. I mean, I think, I mean, Tony Stark is a billionaire and you can't relate to that, but you can relate to his struggles. His, Bingo. 
alcoholism, his yep. uh, his failures. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Rogers, of course, is the quintessential underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, and even someone like Thor, I mean, he's it's taken a little bit. But it took kinda, a little while. You kind of relate to him a little more now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the Guardians, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ant-Man, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the problem with Captain Marvel is the same problem they have with the Wasp. How about that? She's uh, just okay. super hyper competent, but that's it. Right. Yeah. Uh, interesting. And, okay, it, and there's enough. nothing wrong with that, but just give me a sense of a personality. Right. You know, Good there's enough. plenty of room for those kind of characters, but just give me a hint. Right. A hint. All right. Fair, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. All right, my friend. And I'm sure I'm on an island. There's probably All a lot of people yourself. who love it. And that's, <laughs> and that's fine. That's you know, fine. like what you want to like. No right, problem. Sure. But, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, it's going to make all the money in the world. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's going to cross a billion. I don't know if it has the Mm. legs to cross a billion. It might. I don't think so. I don't think think so, though, given the drop-off for this weekend. It probably is. And it opened, it underperformed in China, too. It did. Yeah. So I'm, you know, if if people out there, I've read so many articles saying, oh, this is going to be like Black Panther all over again. No, it's not. No, 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 no. It's not going to hit the same heights as Black Panther. No. That ain't happening, I'm and, telling you right now. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to cross a billion. If it's, no. at, if it's at $760 million at the mm-hmm. end of the second weekend, yeah. then, ooh, you're, I don't know, Shazam comes out in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Dumbo comes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I, it it Disney's just doesn't gonna, have, it just. It's going to be a, a yeah. victim of cannibalization. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. I don't think it's going to have the legs for it, but still. Massively successful, yeah. making tons of money, just showing oh, that the yeah. Marvel Studios machine. Mm-hmm. Just, it just they can do no wrong, Stephen. No. Good lord, they the, can do no wrong at this point. They're not going to have a problem until after Endgame is over, and they have to figure out yeah. where they're going to go yep. without yep. their most recognizable characters. I so. totally agree. Totally agree. We'll see. And on that bombshell, Stephen. Yes. Until next time. Mm-hmm. Viva la revolution.